Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. If you've been thinking of branding as a mystical, magical game changer that would lift your business from ordinary worth to stratospheric value, pay attention as we transform your thinking and put you on a more practical path. One of the biggest and deadliest marketing mistakes is trying to appeal to everybody. When you want to make money, you have to think about who has the money they might be willing to spend, a target market, and what they would be interested in buying with it, which guides a message. And that's typically the problem, communicating an effective brand message. Well, that's where my guest, a storytelling entrepreneur, comes in. Christine Whitmarsh, founder of Christine Inc. Writing with Impact, a full-service creative agency staffed by experts with specialized experience in every facet of written communication, branding, and marketing. Her website is christine-inc.com. Welcome. Thank you, Sherry. Glad well, to be here. Yeah, Christine, you know, it's cool to want to build a famous and dynamic brand that people respect, care about, buzz about. It's certainly a grand ambition. However, Times have changed, and there is a huge cost to create it, and for most of us, we need to pay the light bill. So I want you to tell us how your team tackles brand development in today's over-communicated world. Well, it's most important to be famous to your audience. So many people want to be famous to everyone, but we know when we try to shine a spotlight, it's very hard to get that laser focus you need so that your people raise their hands and say, I need you. You're the one I've been looking for. So that's what we focus on when we work on developing our clients' brand messages is we there's a lot of development consultation, and I think there's kind of a myth there that we're just writers, so all we do is write. There's a huge consulting and strategic development uh, component to what it is that we do. So we really dig in and extract the words from their brains in a way that's usually painless, usually non-surgical, but, you know, I make no promises. And <laughs> so we just dig in and we find out why they're awesome, why they're what their raving fans love the most about them, and why what they do is differentiated and unique from what their competitors do, what everybody else does. And that really comes through tapping into their unique, authentic voice. Right. Well, as in, you know, any business, part of the brand itself is, you know, what do you stand for? What do you represent? The branding side, which is where you do Mm -hmm. a lot of the work. So, well, just for our listeners, explain the difference between a brand and branding. Well, I really like to differentiate between marketing. See, this is the, the, the famous uh, saying, marketing is what you say you are, and branding is what your, your brand is what your clients say you are, mm-hmm. which kind of seems almost magical, where it's like, well, how do I magically put the right force field out there that they're going to understand why I'm awesome? Well, there's the messaging and the branding. Right. But you find, because you, you come into organizations, companies, you work with a lot of mm-hmm. different types of people yep. and companies, but, you know, that's probably the biggest struggle. And in fact, last week's show, we were talking about, 
you know, vision and mission. And, and you have to have some clarity around that before yes. you can really go out to the greater world and go, well, here's what we stand for. So how yes. often do you find that people are just struggling with that initial piece? It is. It's so important. Like you said, I love the clients that come to us that are so organized. And, you know, as my, my husband, the Marine Corvette, says squared away. I use the phrase squared away a lot. So when they're squared away on their vision and their mission and their values and their, you know, core values and their story, that makes it so much easier. But, you know, we can help them with that, too. And plus, we work with other strategic people who can assist with that. But yeah, the, the better you know yourself and why you're awesome that just kind of shortens the learning curve of us working with you. Right. Well, one of the things that I really spend time on, especially in the next level class that I teach on business planning, yeah. is what I call the Blue Ocean Strategy. It was a famous book. I loved it. I had a hard time understanding the book, but I distilled down the core message, <laughs> which is what makes you unique and different? How do you find that gap? I mean, if I'm opening another hair salon, which we seem to have endless <laughs> in this town, you know, how do I really differentiate from what I'm doing compared to others? Well, that's where the all-important word and one of my favorite words, story, comes in. Because what is your story? Why are you opening the hair salon? What do, what kind of conversations and story are you telling through your hair salon that other people are not? So it's not about the hair products and we do this thing with our scissors and they do that thing with their scissors. If you get caught into the what you're doing, you, it, you can just you can get lost in the weeds very easily. But if you keep it about yourself, well, nobody else is you. Nobody else has your unique story and your passion and the conversation you're having with your customers. So you can't be copied that way. Right. Well, and you hit on it, the conversation with your customers. And this is where most people are not professional copywriters. And I'm yeah. a huge advocate for hiring the professional to pull those words out of your head, get them down, whether it's on paper, your website, your marketing materials, your t-shirt. I don't care. <laughs> you need someone that really has the marketing brain to go, that's the story we need to tell. Yes, and it's it's distilling all those words that they have. Everybody knows in their head they have all these wonderful words that they use all the time to really talk about their brand. And they don't really consider that writing. They're just like, oh, I'm just talking about my business. Well, that is writing. We just need to polish it up and distill it down a little bit and clarify it and add that professional impact. But you have your story. As copywriters, we're just kind of translating it into a language that your customers will understand and make them take action. Well, let's talk about the taking action yeah. because I could be a great writer – if if all I want to do is share information, mm -hmm. right? But in order to create the action, then that requires skill and talent as well. Yes. Well, it's weave, you have to weave the action throughout the story. It's kind of the, there's a launch formula that says that. And it's, you know, you have to kind of seed the call to action. So it's not just kind of like, I'm going to ramble on about my brand. And then all of a sudden, okay, do this thing now. It really needs to start at the beginning. So there's, you know, a very intricate process that we do of weaving together story and message. <laughs> Yes. I like that. Scientific. Weaving together. Yes. It's, it's an art and a science. We say writing is an art and a science. But I shouldn't just go, hey, buy my stuff. No, that <laughs> <laughs> maybe that worked well in the 1920s, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you have seen, because you've been in this business a while, that yeah. certainly the way that marketing, sales, all is occurring. It's it's really, we're back to building relationships. Not that we ever got away from building yeah. relationship, but with all the online presence mm -hmm. and everything occurring, people got kind of away from it. Yes. And now it's so in our face. And yeah, and you're, you're so right. It is so loud now that 
really without story and relationship, your voice is lost. If you're just trying to sell and market to your audience, I can almost guarantee they don't hear you. You need to engage with them and have a relationship with them and really involve them in the story of your life, which is, in most people's case, their brand. Their brand is their life. Yes. My brand is my life. <laughs> I have no life. <laughs> This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with uh, sparkling (laughs) guest Christine Whitmar, who is the founder of Christine Inc. And I just, I had a thought on that because realistically, messages are coming at us, you know, just tenfold, billboards, radio, all the different ways. And you know, there for a while, everyone's like, everything's got to be online. But I know you work with people because traditional marketing and advertising is still, for certain businesses, hugely important, right? Yes. <laughs> I've lost track of what traditional means. So yes, re explain it to me. <laughs> it's all one thing to me now. <laughs> yeah. So good. Traditional <laughs> marketing. Words are words. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's part of how you work with businesses. Great to really hone in on their brand. Great to craft all their messaging. Awesome that you get it onto the what must occur in a business today with website and so on. But helping them to really understand where best to share that message. Yes. The short answer is we find where their customers are. We find where the people are that are looking for their message, desperate for it, thirsty for it, begging for it, starving for it, all that kind of good stuff. So if everybody's trying to be in everywhere at once, where it's just like, well, I've been told I have to be on social media, so I'm going to be on every social media network. I have to be on the web, so I'm going to have seven websites and 25 blogs. Well, you know, you must have a really big audience, <laughs> too, that the, the fact that they're looking for you in all those different places. So we really want to find, and our, our general thing is maybe the three or four main places that your customers are searching for you. Right. And once they've found you, now we move into kind of the bigger shift again is people want information. So the white papers, mm-hmm. the tell me the story, but more important, it's just, you know, what are you going to do for me, the customer, in a way that educates me, supports me, helps me understand why you are a better decision? Yes. And one of the best ways to do that is by educating them, giving them that knowledge that they're thirsty for, as opposed to just, you know, as you're saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. How about show me that you're an expert first, and then I might consider buying your stuff because I'll be so freaking impressed with your expertise and your knowledge that I want to be around you. I want to learn more about your story. So then it's a lot more organic than, you know, like we were saying, the buy my stuff, you know, selling and marketing thing. Then it goes through content marketing. It goes through you're a thought leader, you're an expert in what you do. And people are just naturally curious when it comes to knowledge. They want more of it. Well, that's the way we shop anymore. I mean, the rarity that I'm just going to jump in my car and go hit every store for whatever it is, I'm going out to people's websites, I'm looking at their social media, I'm doing research on these companies before I choose to do business with them. I am the same way because I am allergic to shopping malls. <laughs> I don't even like going to the grocery store, Sherry. I, I go if I have the list and I get out of there. I'm, I'm not a wanderer, meanderer. I have to. I, I go on these missions where I. I guess my time is like that valuable to me. Where I go on these very targeted missions. And you're right. You do the research ahead of time. Right. right? But then that means you're a brand loyalty. Right? I mean, you stick to the brand. I'm like that, too. I mean, there are certain brands. That's what I'm going to buy. Yep. And I'm going to just Q-tips. There's one. I'm not going to buy the knockoff Q-tip. I'm sorry. (laughs) Those people invented it. 
they got it dialed in, right? You don't want random bits of cotton flying around. No, no, I want the Q-tip. That's right. So again, but that's, you know, many, many years, right? I have stuck with that brand my whole life. And there's reason for it. And I don't even pay attention to their market. I've never been to their website. I have no idea, right? I just know they have a good product. The brand segment. It is one of the foundational pieces for people that are starting a business or are already in business, but have not really figured out who they're trying to reach. Yeah, it's so true. And I wrote about this recently because I'm thinking of the word brand, even the way you say it, you're like branding. You know, <laughs> when I first got obsessed with this a few years ago, I would say branding and people were like, what, like cows? Like they didn't know what I was talking about. So I guess I was a early innovator. And I also kind of adapted it to written branding because branding back then was just logos and colors and, and the design side. And I said, well, why can't it be words too? So that's kind of how I evolved into it. And then I just, I, we have time to tell my cross-country vacation. Okay. We just went on a vacation a few weeks ago and we went to my husband's Holy Land, the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg, <laughs> which is in a dry county in Tennessee. And they, I was fascinated. I'm not a whiskey drinker, but I was completely fascinated by the history of Mr. Jack Daniels. And there's various versions of how young or how old he was. But the point was, this is a guy who he found a process that he learned. Actually, he was um, apprenticing under a Lutheran minister, a Lutheran pastor, learned this process of distilling whiskey. So he had a whiskey distilling business, but it wasn't getting as big as he wanted it to be. So that's, I mean, this is someone who, this is before, this is before the turn of the, of the century. So this is like an 18th. 1980s. This is a man who figured out the difference between business and brand when he said, the business isn't as big as I want it to be. I know it can be bigger. I'm Jack Daniels. I'm a thing. This should not just be, here's my whiskey. So he went into the town and he got this top hat and tails and cane, basically branded himself as Jack Daniels, came back and his business exploded because he went from a business to a brand. Nice. Yes. We'll be right back. This is Tom Taramina from Virginia City, Nevada. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has the passion for excellence. Sherry Hill is your next business advisor. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Hugh Ballou from Blacksburg, Virginia. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill rocks because she's a leader's leader and an inspiration. Thank you, Sherry. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. In an era of increasing specialization and a daily explosion in knowledge, experts have clout and authority. So if you want to be at the head of your field, you need that book, especially if you're a consultant or something similar, who's hired because of your expertise. And then you'll probably need another book in a few years' time, but we'll worry about that later. So I guess the obvious question to start with is, why write a book? It's a lot of work, it takes a long time, and there's always the risk, growing daily, that no one will read it. 
However, from a marketing perspective, everyone needs a book for media exposure, launching a speaking career, for additional ROI-driven products, and tons of breakout content that you can use for blog posts, social media, newsletters, and so much more. My guest, Christine Whitmarsh, was born into her purpose, storytelling entrepreneur. Powered by business genes on her mom's side of the family and wordsmith genes on her dad's side, founding a business based on words seemed like an inevitable career path. Her journey to the inevitable, however, includes a few stops as an RN, BSN, EMT, film actress, director, and producer. As a screenwriter, Christine's scripts attracted industry attention from A-list producers, and one of her works earned semi-finalist status in the prestigious Chesterfield Screenwriting Fellowship competition. In 2003, while still in Los Angeles, Christine founded Christine Inc., Writing with Impact. From early on, her words attracted the likes of CEOs, celebrity speakers, and other highly motivated clients, all seeking to share their stories and make an impact on their world. With books as her specialty area, Christine and her clients have worked with major publishing houses, including Simon & Schuster, Sourcebooks, and Penguin USA. If you're really trying to establish yourself beyond a business, if you're trying to establish yourself as an expert, a thought leader, a personal brand, almost like a business celebrity, you know, authors, speakers, coaches, all these people that, you know, really do need a reputation bigger than life to get their message out. You think about handing someone a business card or a book that tells your story, has your message, has all that knowledge in it. A book is the obvious choice there. And that's who we work with. We work with those big, big brand celebrities. Right. Well, having written a book, yeah. it's in its seventh edition, so I've written it seven times. But I can tell you, because the book probably came out, it's got to be 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been writing on the same book for that many years. However, people, I just, every single week get a call from someone, I'm reading your book, I picked up your book, somebody gave me your book, And again, that was the mentality going in that it was going to be a very large business card, educational, but what it has done for Sage International is absolutely amazing. Yes. So anyone who in today's day and age, I mean, especially with everything you need to put online when we talked previous, you Mm -hmm. know, white papers, info, blogs, all Mm -hmm. that, you got to have someone in your corner helping you write this book so it is effective. Yes, you need to have that plan. And it's so funny what you were saying about your book, because my book, Personal Paparazzi, people's tell, and you know, I know you're familiar mm-hmm. with that book. But I've had clients tell me this should be required reading before working with you. <laughs> like It should be our homework, and then we'll be ready to, to work with you, which I find funny. But it's true. And it adds so much credibility. It also allows you to really, as you say, position yourself as an expert. And of course, what that book launched was speaking engagements Mm -hmm. and all kinds of really cool ROI off one book. Now imagine if I've written a whole bunch of books, right? But I can't seem to get off this one. So (laughs) It must be that good. (laughs) It is. It's still a bestseller. So, you know, and someone's out there going, well, my gosh, I don't know how to write a book. I don't even know where to begin. So what is it you do? Take me through some of the steps when somebody comes to you and says, I know I have a book in me. I know I need it for my business or my career. What do you do? Well, the first thing we want to find out is because we don't just 
do the full service, we'll just write your book for you. A lot of people think we only do the what's called full service ghostwriting. We actually have a spectrum that starts way down at the other end with just for the really highly motivated people that they, they want to write the book themselves. They just, like you're saying, they don't know where to start. So we have a book blueprint development plan that we can put them on to give them that kind of, you know, nudge forward. It's like when you're teaching your kid to ride the bike and you just, you know, give them that little nudge and make sure they're balanced and then send them off on their way. So there's that. And then there's just other varying levels where we can, we have a coaching program, we can start, we can coach people through writing their books. So it's, you know, it's the little nudge on the bicycle, but then we ride along with them for a little bit longer. Since I'm going with this metaphor here, yes, I like all, it. I'm all the visual, way, all so the way yes. up to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, so there's that program that, and that's great because they get to talk to us. They get homework assignments. They have use of our transcriptionists. All these great little, our little secrets and our little tools that we use for ourselves, they have access to. All the way to, we will ride your bicycle for you down the street, and you can just stay home. <laughs> So that's the full That's ghost, the full right? service, yes. You don't right. even have to but, ride your but bicycle. But you still have to spend time with them to get what it is that they want yes. out. You know? We talk to them on the phone and extract the words. Again, sometimes surgically, we don't know. Um, we extract the words and all the ideas and their story and the emotion and all that from their brain once a week on the telephone and write their book. And so all they really have to do is talk and read because we like for them to actually read what we're writing to make sure we're on the same page, so to speak. Well, and, you know, years ago, people would never talk about ghostwriting, but I can tell you that many, many of your very highly published authors, maybe not Stephen King, (laughs) but, I mean, there's a lot of business professionals Mm -hmm. that got to the top of the business world, and they didn't write their books. And they fully acknowledge it. Like we, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of what's the name of the pilot that landed the plane on the Hudson River because he's a great example of someone who acknowledges, yes, I needed help, which is so great to be able to. Yeah. Yes, I needed help, and I am smart enough where I got a professional. And they put the, you know, it was, you know, whatever, it was Sully Sullenberg. That's what it was, mm-hmm. Captain Sully with so and so. Well. The so-and-so is the, the, writer. the ghostwriter, whatever you want to call it, the the person who helped Sully make his story into a book right. because he's an airplane captain. He's not an author, and it's cool that he acknowledged it. That's great, but I knew I needed help, so I got help. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Christine Whitmarsh, who's the founder of Christine, Inc., And we're talking, obviously, about the fact that everybody has a book in them, and that old adage, don't don't die with your music, I'll say don't die with your book inside of you, right? But let's take it to that next level, okay? Somebody reaches out, you've now helped them write the book and all of that. I mean, what does that truly launch for them for their business? It launches miracles and (laughs) happiness and (laughs) rainbows. No. A book is amazing, especially if you get to a decent size business book. So if you get to at least, you know, 152 pages or more size business book, think about how many words are in that. Think about how many messages. And you can start pulling out smaller products, audio recordings, blog posts, smaller ebooks. So really what you have is more than a book. I mean, yes, you have a book that is the better business card to introduce you to your audience, but now you have a wealth of content that you can just repurpose a billion different ways. Imagine having to write all that content separately. So it, it really is so much more than just a book. Well, and that's my one of my favorite words is leverage, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So you do something once and then you parcel it out in a gazillion different ways, yes. whether it turns into a speaking engagement mm-hmm. or like you say, a blog post and everybody going in and a lot of what you help people with, obviously, because you guys are copywriters and you do all this kind of work is you don't want to work harder than you have to either. 
right? <laughs> so I'm guessing you help your clients understand how to leverage what they have just created. Yes, there is a lot of entrepreneurial strategy. Again, as I was saying earlier, it's so much more than just copywriting. We really become entrepreneurial partners and creative collaborators for, collaborators for our clients. Sometimes even coaches kind of kicking them in the butt a little bit. It, all, it, it only really starts with the writing, which is why we're a full-service creative agency as opposed to just a writing firm, because it really, the entrepreneurial side is huge, because we want our clients to be successful. We don't want to just, you know, okay, thanks, here's your book, have a nice life. We're saying, okay, well, how else can we help you? Let's you know, give you some social media strategies so you can sell your book, and, you know, what other ways can we assist you in reaching your goals as opposed to here's your manuscript bye-bye yes <laughs> of course we and, don't do that well and and that's it because you know people when they write a book you know that fear i mentioned that no one's going to read it and bottom line is though if if what you're putting out is a value and we go back to the the first segment when we talked about brand and what you stand for and your principles and all of that the value you deliver you deliver through the information and the education and all of that is really you're continuing to pull that out of my head Yes, extracting it surgically. And when you talk about personal brand, and I love the way you say brand. I love the word. <laughs> Big stones crashing down from the sky like Stonehenge. You know, brand. <laughs> and if we think of your personal brand as all the different ways you communicate with your clients, whether you're, you know, again, social media, email blast, blogging, everything like that, you really can think of your book as the foundation of your personal brand. It's the thing that lifts it up and gives it fuel and gives it words. Right. And, of course, you have to have a great website. Yes, this is <laughs> that true. Support where you're selling your book. And so just from the perspective of writing, I love to write and I do a lot of writing. You know, it's it's an ability to take a lot of information because more people are going to overwrite. They're going to give us way too much detail. (laughs) Part of your gift is to distill that down so that it's effective, it has impact, it, it creates a response in me, the reader. Yes. And the, yeah, one of the things we see a lot, you're talking about websites it, when people come to us and they need help with their websites is you have the scrolling homepage saying everything about how they do what they do. Because of course, people are passionate about their process. They're passionate about, you know, their knowledge and what they do. And they're explaining how to put widgets together and say, okay, yeah, that doesn't go on your homepage. <laughs> your customers right. just want to know, your customers want to know in, in 10 seconds or less, you know, am I your customer? And what problem will you solve for me? And how can you do this for me now? Right. They don't want to know how you put the widgets together. They don't care. That, that could be on a different page. Yes. And it should be on a different page, <laughs> yes. but with words that communicate effectively how it does affect me. Yes. Why the widget needs to be put together. Right. Uh, like, okay, and then you connect that. No, nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> yes. And of course, you know, I love dictionaries and thesauruses. And so part of being creative and interesting and compelling is to confuse people with big words. Yes, <laughs> we'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. 
call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Patrick McGoy from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill, a wealth protection diva. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Have you ever wondered why some websites come on the scene and skyrocket to industry leadership while others fail? It's not simply a question of having a good idea, finding an untapped niche, securing venture capital funding, or being led by a charismatic personality. Fact is, there are thousands of websites that have never spent a dime on advertising and have grown their traffic and profitability to great success. How do they do it? What's their secret? My guest, Christine Whitmarsh, founder of Christine Inc., Writing with Impact, a full-service creative agency staffed by experts with specialized experience in every facet of written communication, branding, and marketing, will tell you that writing optimized, compelling, keyword-rich copy and then effectively using it is the quickest, easiest, and least expensive way to grow sales, increase search engine rankings, and build your brand. However, she also states that great writing is an art and a science. Can you explain that? (laughs) It's an art and a science. It's creative, but there's systems. And that's people find that amusing about me. They think, oh, the creative, you know, tsunami of creativity or whatever the heck people call me. And they don't understand. I have a Bachelor of Science degree, so I bring a whole kind of systems process scientific formula dorkiness to everything I do, especially when we were talking about books earlier. I have a whole system behind that. So I do like to get into the nitty gritty. And, you know, in terms of all the things that you were just saying, all those wonderful things about what makes some website successful, I'm so blessed to have a web team. They know all those nitty gritty technical things. Uh, My overall understanding is it's the story. It's the authentic voice, just like when we were talking about in branding. It's making sure that your authentic voice is in there. And beyond the website, that it sounds, you sound the same on the website as you do in person as you do on social media. So it's not just, you know, this has to be a proper sounding website. It's like, well, no, it's still, it has to sound like you. Right. Well, and you bring up a good point because a lot of people think one-off. Well, I'm going to go build a website, then I'm going to come over here and I'm going to build a blog, and then I'm going to put something out on Facebook or LinkedIn. But from an overall marketing perspective, they looks like four different companies. And so I'm guessing that as part of what you're looking at is how do we bring it all together so that it doesn't matter where I land, I know I'm still doing business with the same company. It's so important. Consistency (laughs) is another one of my favorite words, in addition to strategy and process and systems. Uh, So we've created, I've created several years ago, a proprietary trademarked system that I've called the Brand Bank. And it's exactly what you're talking about, where you have all these written vehicles. And if you're looking at each one as a writing project, I need to write my website, then I need to write my blog, then I need to write my Facebook posts, then I need to write my e-zine. Well, it's important to start with write your message and your story first, and then adapt it into those different vehicles based on the, you know, the audience and just kind of the restrictions or the, the rules and laws of those vehicles. So we, what we do when we work with our clients beyond writing gigs is we create their brand bank 
with them. So we, again, like I was saying earlier, we extract all that messaging and all that story and all that good stuff that makes them differentiated from other people from their head, and we put it into a Word document. So simple, but so powerful. <laughs> I live in Microsoft Save. Word. Save. Yes. I love Microsoft Word. You know, I've hit Control S while I was handwriting on a legal pad. I, my fingers did. And I'm like, I'm trying to Control S a handwritten document. Oh, Lord. I've lost yeah. my mind. <laughs> it's a true story. So, so basically what we have is we have a document that has all of their stories, their, you know, keywords, phrases, sentences, paragraphs, and more, several pages long. So now what we've done is we've created the foundation for their messaging. Now, you have the foundation, you can build the rest of the house. Then you can say, okay, here, now the website, now this, now that, and everything else. But if you start with that consistent foundation first, it's much easier to build the rest of the house. Right. So I'm guessing that's because what I keep hearing, because you dig the process, the system, the planning, (laughs) is somewhat what makes your company a little unique and different from most copywriters out there. If you go out and go, I want someone to ghostwrite my book. I mean, that's what they do. They write. Mm -hmm. But they're not into the entire overall, we don't just want to write one thing, we want to leverage it and look at the whole the whole piece, right? <laughs> we yeah, we architect your entire world of words. <laughs> That's what we love to do. We design the whole world. And I'm always looking from that huge, big picture world perspective. I'm never just looking at, you know, the, the one tree in the forest. I'm looking at the whole forest, you know, their, their message and, you know, looking down the line to, okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish in one year, five years, 10 years? And what can we do with your brand messaging and all your writing and your books and your strategy to reflect your goals? It's very exciting when you think about it. If I was someone listening and I'm trying to build a company, whether startup or existing, and you've heard this and I've certainly heard this, I can't do it all. I mean, how <laughs> okay. am I supposed to keep up on all of this? And and I know you have all kinds of different packages and ways you work with people, but I guess part of our message today is you don't have to do it all. You can hire <laughs> someone like you that will come in and at whatever level, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't do it myself. Ask me about my consistency. I'm just like you guys. I'm just like every other business owner, entrepreneur out there. As a solopreneur, you can't do it yourself. The amount of content that you need to, again, rise above the din of static of everybody yelling and screaming their message, it's an extraordinary amount of content. And I like to say I'm smart enough that I hired a team to help me leverage my message. So if I need help as a professional writer, then everybody else definitely needs help. And that's why there's a whole team of us versus a writer. Right. Well, well, I've hired a team too, even yeah. though I'm the core writer because mm-hmm. I love that piece of it, but everything else I need help with too. Yeah. Like the production side <laughs> of Sage International, <laughs> the filings and all these other things, right? And and that's what's key. And because communication is everything in business and you know from communicating with your employees internal to external you know everyone's got to have clarity around what it is that you're doing so i imagine once you've worked with a company and you've provided a lot of the words and communication all that everyone's much happier yes if they know what they're trying to say and how to say it and then they're actually saying it to their audience in a way where their audience gets excited and says, yes, I want to buy your stuff. That's very exciting for the company as a whole. But even internal, I mean, just the clarification of what is our vision? What is our mission? What is it we're all here to do? How do we effectively communicate with our customers and so on? I mean, that's that's a bigger return on investment if you look at it the way I'm looking at it, right? 
<laughs> you could even you could ask my team. I mean, this is so funny. I completely dork out about internal communications process procedure. Any of them that are listening right now are laughing their butts off. I guarantee it because I am a geek about you know Basecamp is where we organize all of our projects and systems and and I think about how we communicate with each other and it's with such clarity when and I think it's because we're mainly or a company of writers. Even my executive administrative assistant, she's a great communicator by nature, and we kind of have this moment once in a while and say. How is this in other companies that don't know how to communicate? No wonder there's miscommunications in politics and hierarchy and bureaucracy and all this. And so we kind of, you know, we're lucky that way. But I think any company can have this if they work at it. If they, like you said, they understand their mission and their value and values and vision and all those kind of things. And they have alignment on that. And there's clear communication through your process and your communication. There's no kind of, well, how do we fight this fire? How do we fight that fire? My whole thing is you fight the fire and then we have a debrief to avoid having that fire ever happen again. Right. So if you have those systems and the communication flows through those systems, it just makes life happier and it makes your employees happier. Well, it makes strategic planning a lot easier and it makes focusing on what is the next priorities in business much easier. Yes. Yeah. You have to know which shiny object you're focusing on. Thank- thankfully, my creative director, Jessica, she's very good at saying, okay, boss, you know, stop ADDing over there. We're, we're, we're focusing on this thing right now. Yes. <laughs> she's great. So when we talk about, you know, coming back to the topic. <laughs> I know, ADD. Shiny <laughs> <laughs> object. <laughs> which is, you know, really the power of the social media, the website, and all of that. Yes. However, again, as a professional, you want to produce a bit of an image. And I know that you work very closely, and Alina's been on the show before, oh, yeah. and we talk about, you know, the video yes. side, and but you have to have the words, too. And yes. now a lot of people think, well, if I just go out and put on a video, the world will beat a path to my door. But the words and the video, the images are Interconnected. Yes. The words are the thing that makes people click on the video, like we talked about, because Alina is my co-author in Personal mm-hmm. Paparazzi, and we talked about w- without the words, it's just a pretty picture. But without the picture, people are scrolling by it because people don't stop and look at words. They look at, she has the statistics they, about just how much more frequently people you know stop and look at an image versus just words, but you really need both together. Right. But you need well-written words, yes. and you need good pictures or yes. good video. I mean, unless you're trying to show how your cat does somersaults off the couch, right? And you're selling cat trapeze (laughs) somersault, you know, acrobatic services. That would be great. (laughs) Right. But for most of us, we need the professionalism. and, And again, as someone, anyone that works within an organization, they're representing that organization, but they want the organization to represent them well, too. And so I'm guessing you see a lot of where, you know, the people here think one thing, act one way, are very excited about what they're doing, but their message does not communicate. I know that from personal experience, (laughs) having hired and spent many years and many thousands of dollars during the learning curve of all those people that said they could build a website. So you're talking about people who provide a service and you meet them and then their their message and their reputation is completely different. I think we're talking about the same thing. Right. So, yeah, yeah, as the business owner, I believe and know this is what my company is and what I stand for, but nothing in my messaging shares that with the greater world. Yes. The example (laughs) I have is I meet someone at a networking event and you and I both network Mm. together quite a bit and I meet someone at a networking event. I'm very impressed with them. They hand me a business card. I'm a total geek. I go home and I cross-reference them everywhere online that I can find. I'm just like, is this the person I met? Because th- there's nothing about their online reputation that matches what they just told me in person. Right. You hit it right on the head. And so if 
if our listeners are struggling out there and feeling it, because that's that's what you feel in your gut as the business owner is, I know all this. Why doesn't the rest of the world? And I don't know how to effectively communicate it. This is where you come in. And I love that. I, that's like such a joy for me is finding someone that is just, they're totally awesome in what they do. And I get excited when I meet them. And then they, if, they, if that's not reflected in their writing, I love unlocking that and say, I really want to unleash this for you because you're awesome and your audience needs to know it. And please let me work with you. And it's almost, yeah, it's just not in terms of just getting clients, but it's really like, well, no, I really want to unleash your awesomeness. It'll make me happy. Right. And that's a big gap out there right now. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you've discovered that. There's so many awesome people out there inventors, entrepreneurs, people with great ideas and great messages, and they're awesome in person. But it's the writing thing. I mean, writing, it's, you know, it's not just writing your laundry list or your grocery list or your things to do or anything like that. It is something special that you need to be able to do. And I understand the challenge of it. Trust me, sometimes even writing for myself, I understand the challenge of it. It's so much easier for me to write for other people. Right. But a a good starting point is a plan. Yes. And so if somebody wanted to reach out to you, is there a phone number you want them to go to? Or Our website has everything. And we also mm-hmm. give a bunch of free gifts on it. We give knowledge. We give wisdom. We give fun. And it's christine-inc.com. And that is the hub of all our communications. All right. So I do advise you guys to go out and check it out because it is uh, very well written. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. It's a great <laughs> example. Great example. But again, from the business owner or even anyone in an organization, if you're feeling, if you feel what I have felt for so many years and I finally have gotten over that hurdle because I had to hire the team to bring internal <laughs> instead of depending on people outside then um, reach out to Christine because I know she's got an awesome team and with that we'll be right back. This is Scott Waite, Certified Public Accountant and Management Consultant at RS Waite Chartered. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has tremendous personality and reaches a great business audience. Sherry Hill is an enthusiastic motivator. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Christine Whitmarsh from Spanish Springs. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. When it comes to growing your business, she is a renaissance woman and wealth of business knowledge and resources. Sherry Hill is an entrepreneurial superhero. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Crowdfunding is a hot new phenomenon that aggregates small amounts of money for many people to do something, and that something can range from funding books, movies, inventions, product launches, to helping a charitable cause. It's when people come together to invest directly in a project or person's idea. 
Have you always wanted to design an automatic dog pooper picker-upper? Use crowdfunding. Fancy yourself an artist? Use crowdfunding. Want to bring your artwork to the world at large? Yep, say it with me. Use crowdfunding. However, in order to be successful, you must develop an effective marketing plan for your crowdfunding campaign, or so says my guest, Christine Whitmarsh, founder of Christine Inc., and considers herself simply the spokesperson of what is now a veritable creative village of proven specialists. In 2014, Christine joined many of her own clients in becoming a number one best-selling author for her book with co-author, fellow branding expert, Alina Vincent, Personal Paparazzi, Your Brand Story Told Your Way. So Christine, let's talk about the importance of developing a crowdfunding strategy biggest part of a crowdfunding strategy is having an actual audience in place that's waiting to hear your pleas for money, as opposed to showing up one day on Facebook for the first time and saying, give me money. So we like to always, I mean, sometimes the crowdfunding campaign doesn't even start with us until we've been doing social media campaigns and strategies with a client for at least six months, because that's how much kind of, you know, creating your audience, creating your story you know, creating the relationship with them. Again, it's it's the relationship thing. You don't just walk in a room and say, here's my card, buy my stuff. You have, you have the relationship. Well, crowdfunding is no different because rather than just creating a relationship with one person, with one, you know, quote unquote, sales prospect, you're creating a relationship with the whole world and all the people who potentially might want to play in your playground and play in your sandbox and have some fun with you on your project and really get emotionally invested in it. Well, to donate to a crowdfunding project, you do need to get emotionally invested and that requires the relationship. Right. Right. Well, and again, as you said, about six months in advance, so you have to have all your ducks in a row. Yes. I mean, you have to, you know, be a professional. You have to be a valid, legitimate business. Mm-hmm. You need a business plan. I mean, there's a lot that's involved to go into the crowdfunding world, but great. I did all that. Now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to ask for the golden dollar, right? Or the green dollar. <laughs> and it's like most people have no clue. Because they, again, go, I have this very cool thing and everybody's going to get on my platform and be excited about helping me do it. And yet there's a lot of crowdfunding that doesn't work. Well, that's where the writing comes in, because I think sometimes people underestimate the sheer volume of words that are required throughout a crowdfunding campaign, especially if you think of something that's you know happening over, over 30, 60 days in crowdfunding. It's constant social media, constant blog posts, constant press releases. It's kind of like if you think about your business as it is now and how much content is required to get the public's attention, to get your audience's attention, we'll put that into 60 days. I mean, it's content marketing on steroids. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and in the nonprofit world, because again, I talked about crowdfunding is used a lot to help a charitable cause. And most nonprofits don't have a lot of money to spend on the marketing. And so how more effective if they were to hire a team like yours to get it done? It's we know it's going to work because you guys are professionals, right? And because it's worked. Yes. Yeah. I remember our first crowdfunding campaign was for this Australian filmmaker just the most creative, awesome person did this 3D kind of filmmaking in the these remote caves and canyons throughout the world that are so kind of ecologically fragile that people aren't allowed down there. So he wanted people to be able to experience these just absolutely gorgeous places. So we helped him with his campaign so that he would be able to raise the money to go and shoot in these gorgeous places. And it was very successful. Yes. You said he overhit his target. Yes, he did. <laughs> so how does he get to go in the cave? 
How does he? I know <laughs> he's allowed. He has a special. Are eco you sure permission. he's spending the money on that? <laughs> yeah, right. I went into a cave. Yeah, and and just as a disclaimer, anytime you're in the crowdfunding world, you are monitored by the SEC, the Security yeah. Securities and Exchange <laughs> Commission. So you don't want to do it incorrectly or offer things that um, are going to cause problems down the road. Well, so we, we saw him on the news. So we know he actually <laughs> he went into the cave and the movie got made. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So from you know again, we're talking about the war behind whatever campaign. So whether it's a crowdfunding campaign, whether it's a marketing campaign, Mm -hmm. whether it's just to help your organization create the clarity around, you know, your business, what makes you unique and different. I keep hearing from you the strategic plan, 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 plan. It's a strategic plan. And then I'm also thinking about the story, 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 especially with crowdfunding. You really want to engage people. You have a very clear plan, of course, and every plan is going to be tailored around the specific product or business, whatever it is they're crowdfunding for. And then we're looking at where their social media presence is and where the people are, not just where their social media presence is, but where the people are on social media that are most likely to be interested in funding their, what was it, doggy pooper, pooper scooper? <laughs> yeah. And then automatic. Let's just keep using, let's <laughs> use this example of the automatic doggy pooper. How about you just stick a plug Automa- in your butt? Yeah. <laughs> it's tempting sometimes. <laughs> Automatic doggy poopy, pooper scooper. So you really, what you really want to do there, instead of talking about the technology and the awesomeness of the automatic dog uh-huh. poopy scooper, I'm just going to keep saying this yes. all day now, you want to tell the story of, you know, why your dog, you know, pictures of your dog, video of your dog, you know, why this is an exciting thing and why people should be invested in this as opposed to give me money so I can make my thing. Right, right. Yeah. And again, you know, there's... It's a it's a platform now that is becoming used and used a lot. And so messaging and how you differentiate is much bigger now than when it first started. Yeah, when it first started, it was yeah very exciting and everybody wanted to fund everybody's projects. Now there's just so many projects out there. So, you know, video, of course, is very important. Video is a great uh, medium. And we're talking about, you know, the words that go with the video. It's, it's the story. So... Everybody's Do you know the computing. very first crowdfund was the Statue of Liberty? Because because on the U.S. side, they crowdfunded to buy the land. And on the French side, they crowdfunded to actually build the statue and get it over here. It wasn't called crowdfunding then. But that's that's the foundation of what we're talking about is a whole bunch of people coming together going, hey, we need to get this done. And so crowdfunding is, you know, exploded as far as what you can do with it. But if you want it to be successful, then there has to be some strategy behind it. Well, absolutely. And and now my imagination is going off trying to imagine what the Statue of Liberty Kickstarter page would have looked like. (laughs) (laughs) This is very interesting to me (laughs) because that's where my imagination goes. And then a crowdfunding, you think of, you know, neighborhood bake sales and neighborhood yard sales and all that kind of thing. You know, everybody's getting together to benefit each other. Right. Yeah. So I want to have a lemonade stand and I want to sell each cup for a million (laughs) dollars. There you go. I only need to sell one. But that's crowdfunding. With the right so. story, you know, I, I think, what's his face, the Tesla guy, I think he could work that out. With yeah. the right story, you could sell that cup. Well, we're running out of time. And so before we close, we still have a couple of minutes, you know, kind of in, based on all the conversation that we've had during this wonderful hour. What What is something that we missed or you want to make sure our listeners understand about the written word, the, you know, communication side of being in business? 
The most important thing I can think of, because books, that's really our central focus. That's our, our zone of genius. And really all the other words quite often are kind of circling books like, you know, the planets and satellites around the book, because that's really the, the brand foundation, the personal brand foundation. And the hot type of book now, actually the last few years, is what the New York Times calls the self-help memoir, also called the self-help biography, business biography. And it's where you combine a message that your audience wants to learn from or be motivated by or inspired by with your story as to, you know, in terms of the origin of that message. Like why is telling people, you know, be a great leader and here's how to be a great leader. Why is this so important to you? Well, here's my life story and this is why it lends itself to that message. So that's really what our specialty is now. And that's what's getting a lot of, you know, solopreneur and personal brands and all these brand celebrities, they're getting a lot of mileage off of that style of book. So that's what I want to. Well, as you mentioned that, you know, one of the things I've always struggled with, you know, I never had to jump out of a burning building or a plane (laughs) on fire. I don't have a big dramatic story, you know, other than growing a business from nothing to, you know, what it is today. And so there was a lot of stories in there. And so I think that's part of the uh, problem with people is they're like, well, I don't have some big story, but I think you have a way to pull it out of me, right? Yes, we're surgically extracting it. <laughs> and there, if we're waiting for, you know, only people who have cured cancer, jumped out of a building, uh, a burning building, or walked on Mars, and those are the only acceptable self-help biographies, it's a very small bookshelf, and Barnes & Noble is closed tomorrow. Right. So we all have something that we've overcome. We all have something, even not, not necessarily overcome or survived or triumphed over, we have something that we've learned. We have some piece of our story that can inspire others. And it's amazing with business biographies, a lot of people think that only other business people read them. And I have to explain this to our clients all the time. You would be surprised how many quote unquote regular people, you know, housewives and students and people that, you know, or even just employees somewhere else, they don't have their own businesses. They're not aspiring to become, I was going to say the next Donald Trump, but that has a different meaning now. (laughs) The next Elon Musk. (laughs) They're not aspiring to be a great business leader. They just love to pick up a story of, you know, like Jack Welch, you know, the, the GE guy. They just love to pick up a story and say, wow, this guy did this stuff and this really inspires me in my life. So one piece of their business biography inspires just so many readers everywhere. So business biographies are not really for just business readers, not at all. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. It's thank been you. It's been wonderful. And again, your website address. Christine-Inc.com. So Inc, remember I-N-K, like the ink you write with. Yes. And you guys provide all kinds of services. Yes. So get out there, check out our website, have no fear about the written word because help is here, right? Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> we kill the blank white screen. <laughs> and it's so important. And, and that's really the big message today is, you know, you have it in your head. I call it cashing the checks in your head, but I'm going to convert it to today's topic, which is it's great to have the knowledge and the expertise, but if you can't communicate it and write about it and leverage it, then you're going to work that much harder. Yeah, and you can't change people's worlds because it's trapped in your head. So unleash it. Be generous with your words. Be generous with your knowledge. Awesome. Well, thank you. We'll catch up next week. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.